between spoils and ghouls, you're listening to Crypt Creepers, the podcast where we reaffirm that no truly does mean no through the greatest horror anthology of our generation, <laughs> Tales from the Crypt. I'm Mary Johnston, and this person who I refuse to compare to the loathsome protagonist in tonight's episode is my brother, Thomas Johnston. Hello. Thank you for that, Mary. So it's funny. Isn't it funny? We've come off our spinoff. We're like, it's nice to get back in the saddle. The familiar moldy crypt. The familiar moldy creeper. The, the fami- <laughs> it's just just two big stinkaroos <laughs> right to the face. Two, two, two cream pies full of cow pie right to yeah, the two, face. Two just... T- Two episodes that I would describe as the worst we've ever seen. As bad Just as it gets. right up front. Right up front. <laughs> really, and it's really one of those things where I was like, you know, there's like a lot of things that I'm excited to get back to. Talking about a, a wider variety of themes because, right, anthologies. Right, sure. yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, of course. Offer that, whereas typically... Um, longer narratives don't. And then <laughs> then I was like, also, you know what? The runtime will be nice. It'll be nice to just cover a, a tight little 25-minute show. And so far, that's like the only nice thing I can say. It takes that less time to get re- to watch the episode. <laughs> very sad. Very, yeah. What a very sad indictment. Uh, yes. But with that all said... I'm one thousand percent sure I've made this joke before, but legitimately when we have when we have um versions of the song that are as bad as the one we just did all i can think about is in harry potter and the goblet of fire the fourth harry potter movie how you're like they're like look it's russian wizard school everybody has soviet haircuts look it's it's french wizard school everyone is sexy look it's hogwarts they have a rusty old trombone <laughs> band. That's what I feel like we're doing. We're doing like the sad, the sad um, song away at brass instruments version of the Crypt Creepers song. I, I, I enjoy doing it and where we spontaneously decide to change the tempo up and down. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. If we everyone... were if we were perhaps more technically and musically savvy, we should do we could do like a techno remix. <laughs> yeah, if we both swallow tiny computers we could do that yeah just open your mouth and out comes craftwork style <laughs> all right Sorry. i'm gonna give yeah. you a brief synopsis of what happens in this episode oh yeah please tell me oh geez i'm keen to learn <clears throat> george is a full-on monster who brutalizes his business partners in the boardroom and in the bedroom because hey, he yo. refuses to listen to any any other goddamn person for any other God damn reason. <laughs> Fed up, they decide to take revenge and make him the fir- him their first human subject of a wonder drug they're developing. Sadly, when George believes that his condition matches his personality, aka terminally bad, he decides he shouldn't be the only person to go down. He's going to take down at least Tumor. Okay, Tumor. Yeah. I, so this episode was directed by Robert Longo, who's only more like ma- Robert Longo. I'm, I'm Rongo, am I right? <laughs> well, Robert Shortgo. No, um, he he did some. I guess I can't. 
It's hard for me to tell from IMDb, and I did not choose to do a whole lot of research. He did some REM, maybe music videos, or maybe there are little shorts about music videos. Um, his big, the big thing that he's directed, the big movie he's directed, and I think maybe the only movie he's directed is Johnny Mnemonic, the, oh. the Keanu Reeves movie with the heroin addicted uh, dolphin hacker in it. Oh yeah, uh, which is way more fun to talk about than it is to watch. Yes. Uh, Agreed. It somehow is somehow is not very enjoyable to watch. What is a bonkers bonkers yeah, idea? When you for describe a movie. it, when you describe it, you're like, "Is this going to be like Tank Girl? Because that movie slaps." And yeah. It it, it, it really not. does. It really isn't. Yeah. Nope. Yep. So anyway, so <clears throat> blessed the better. So this was all written by Gilbert Adler, um, and this man is responsible for the screenplay on Bordello of Blood. Oh. And he is also responsible for 11 uh, screenplays for 11 Tales from the Crypt episodes, um, including Dead Weight and Yellow. Um, uh, the rest uh, are still to come. And he also did an episode of Perversions of Science, which, of course, was the unsuccessful Tales from the Crypt sort of sequel spinoff that were supposed to be like spooky and sexy sci-fi stories. Um of which we have watched a few, and they are quite bad. They I don't are, think he did one of the ones we saw. It would but. be like an absolute coin flip to see if I would be more unwilling to do Perversions of Science as a spinoff show or the animated Tales from the Crypt series. Which is so, too bad, because I remember loving the animated spinoff yeah. Tales think, from the Crypt Keeper. Anyway, okay. So the cast, um, this also has, this is another episode that has a sort of disappointingly good cast. Um, just apologies. pissed away. Right. Um, uh, interesting that the cast list is led with um, uh, Sonia. Um, I think I don't know if it's Braga or Braha as Sophia. Um, is, I don't know if she's Wagner or Wagner. Um, but she, uh, anyway, she is a um, uh, relatively eminent Brazilian actress who was in Kiss of the Spider Woman mm-hmm. and a movie called um, Moon Over Parador which is about a uh, like a tourist who somehow gets embroiled in some sort of like uh, South or Central American coup and sort of becomes the new president or dictator. And she plays the former president's uh, mistress, I think, and has to like help this guy like fix the country or something like that. Anyway, she is the first Brazilian actress to receive an Emmy um, nomination, the first Brazilian actress to receive a Golden Globe nomination, the first Brazilian actress to receive a BAFTA, a BAFTA nomination, and the first Brazilian actress to present a category at the Oscars. Um, so she was a uh, like like a successful, serious, trailblazing actress. Yeah, and then she did this. Right. And she I actually this. don't think she's bad in this. I just don't think they give her anything that's that no, great no. to do. And no, uh, correct, correct, yes. Um, kind of keeping with that theme, um, Cleavon Little is Pac Brightman. Um, I think um, uh, it is. I always find it interesting when looking at people in Tales from the Crypt who have who are uh, actors who are minorities who have had long careers to kind of look at like what the arc of their career when they were born, what they did. Um, the, the, like like looking at the um, like the Asian actors in um, uh, Gremlins, for example, just just kind of you kind of get a sense because like you know, uh, American film was not kind to non-white people in the past. Anyway, so right, so Cleveland Little to now where it's awesome right, yeah, it's, everything time. is great. Yes, well, 
born in 1939, right? Juilliard scholarship, classically trained. He won a Tony. He, of course, is the best. Uh, yeah, probably is the best part of Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Um, you know, right. Went on to have uh, he was sort of discovered relatively later in his career um, uh, and then did some did some comedic roles and stuff like that. And this, in fact, was his last the last thing he did. Um, he died of stomach cancer, um, uh, you know, in his 50s um, uh, at, after doing this. Um, but but right. So he he al- he also is sort of um, maybe slumming it a little by being in an episode of Tales from the Crypt here. Um, and certainly for, for being in a Tales from the Crypt, that was directed by the guy who did Johnny Mnemonic. Um, and then we also have Dylan McDermott as George Gatlin. I feel have like you, you would, seen his tush? I bet you have. I, I feel like you and I have a special relationship with him, mostly because we love the, we as children love the Miracle on 34th Street remake. As children, as adults. Yeah, no, but I, but the, it's the engagement ring. It's such a weird, te- weird catchphrase for you and I to have, but it definitely, eh. anyway, right? He was in Steel Magnolias, Hamburger Hill. He was in The Practice, which I like to think is just like the sequel to Miracle or maybe the prequel to Miracle on 34th Street. <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, I, don't, he, I feel like actually Dylan McDermott is sort of like, like if David Duchovny is a little bit too expensive, you can always get Dylan McDermott. It's kind of how I feel. Oh, interesting. To me, yeah, I get uh, de- definitely cut from the same cloth. Yeah. Definitely cut from the same cloth. Yeah. Um and the, the, and there are, and that's pretty much it. This is this take a drink is one of these things where it's kind of like a three-hander. There's like the principal actors and they do a lot of things and they're about it. They're the only people in the world as far as I can tell, uh, aside from the bartender. Yeah. Another Marty. The second Marty in a row. Yeah. Well, you know. It was it was the early nineties. Hey Marty, they're like, do we have like a do we have like a C plot guy, Marty? <laughs> it's like, do we do we can we give him a name that's not just man in the bar? Let's call him Marty. Man, man McManderson. <laughs> I, I guess that's better than like when I do like it when like the, you see um, uh, credits for um, you know like like bit parts and stuff and it'll be like fat man ugly man stupid man number three <laughs> we need a really stupid man and it needs to be a method actor <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> clumsy man no um so mary what did we learn from this episode what important themes and morals how strong a sense of contrapasso did this narrative no so here's what i got I normally do three. I have two. Maybe I'll make up a third one. Mediocre white male baseball fans always get what they want. (laughs) Doing the right thing will get your skull dented with a bat. Yeah, uh, yeah, no good deed goes unpunished for sure. Yeah, right. And yes means, or no means yes. Yes means inject me with uh, experimental cancer serum. I mean, I think the most important thing is if you have a chronic condition that requires you to be injected with a needle every day and you're also kind of a rat bastard, you should just learn how to inject yourself. How to do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but but I mean, like, surely he does. Like, that whole scene is kind of uncomfortable feeling. And I mean, (laughs) 
the thing about the rapist Mary is that he does creepy things that makes me feel weird. <laughs> I don't like it when he makes a lady touch him. Yeah, <laughs> but like yeah. that 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 whole that whole weird intro thing with, with getting getting that insulin injection. Also, he acts like shooting insulin is like getting a heroin shot into his arm. Yeah, he seems like really into it. Um, I don't think this has a moral. I mean, like, I mean, it, could it the moral be like, don't cry? <laughs> no, because we ha- that was my moral last time. I, I also don't think it is don't cry. What's the crime here? I mean, rape, but they don't seem that bothered by it. Right. So I don't think that that's the crime. I, th- I mean, like, I kind of think that this doesn't. This has a lot of potential to have some interesting commentary, but it just doesn't. And instead, it's just like, let's lift up the rock and you can, like, look at the big hairy bug underneath it type of story. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think there's any poetry in this whatsoever, for the most part. Nothing. Mm-hmm. All poetry is purely accidental. I, I Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, which is a shame. Having said that, the George, George uh, Gatlin, the, the rapist. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, I mean, I, fascinating is probably the wrong word, but um, he is a surprisingly modern feeling character. Like, yes. he's sort of like if Theranos was just one guy. <laughs> right. Or like, I mean, or if Theranos was actually trying to do something medical that mattered at all. Like, <laughs> like Theranos is not, does not matter. Yeah. Like, like Elizabeth, Elizabeth Holmes is just like, <laughs> I'm afraid I'm afraid of getting blood. I'm afraid of blood and needles. I should never be diabetic like Dylan McDermott in that one episode of Tales from the Crypt. And so, therefore, I think it's very important. (laughs) Dylan McDermott, who appears to get sexually aroused when he gets his ex-girlfriend to uh, inject insulin into his arm. Yeah, that's not my bag. I have a a wolf, though. Um, Yeah, no, her whole thing was just sort of like, do you know how much blood gets drawn out of people? pints a day and you're just like and and it's not a problem i mean like it sounds good and you're like oh yeah like you know in these little portable labs like that kind of makes sense and like being like oh well maybe if a blood draws less of a big deal people be more into it but like people do not die from getting their blood drawn you know yeah true true sure i always assume though like isn't this kind of like the thing in like uh, uh, bake off and like literally any reality show you watch where like it's not good enough to be like I decided to make Korean inspired barbecue because I think it tastes good instead you have to be like I went on vacation to Seoul and I was in a really transitional part of my life and just the culture and the food yeah. where like everything no. has to have some like BS like personal yeah, no, you, you know what I mean it's it can't totally, just be like it's it totally. can't just be like I have this idea that what if we used less blood to do more tests and I think it will make me a million. You know what I mean? Like, it has to be like this. Ever since I was a little girl, I had a phobia about needles. And- oh, yeah. Whether or not Elizabeth Holmes is afraid of, actually afraid of needles is neither here nor there. That's like right. clearly. No, no, I'm, but you know what I'm, I'm just saying. Though, like, it's possible she is. But like, yeah, no, it, it reeks of like sort of like elevator pitch 101 like gamesmanship. Yeah. Right. For sure. To be yeah. like, make it personal. Then it's yeah, personal yeah, yeah. for other people. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm saying that like. 
Theranos, Theranos's ability yeah, no, to right. like save lives is sort of in question if you give it more than a moment. Right. Flat. As as opposed to these people who are working on some sort of serum that will make disease obsolete. I'm not really sure how it works. Yeah, I I actually rewound it because I was like, wait, I need to understand how this drug works. And I was like, no, I don't. After I watched the second, I was like, huh? Yeah. It sounds like what it does is it's like if you got a disease. We'll inject you, and it'll tumor it away. Yeah, it'll cancer it away. Yep. The the, the tumors like scrubbing bubbles. The power will, of cancer compels you. Will bubble through all your veins and just clear away all that nasty bad disease, and then you'll be fine. But yeah, we yeah, can't. Yeah. But the trick is, we can get the tumors in, but we can't make them dissipate once they're right. in. So that's <laughs> the tumors. The tumors are like. <laughs> It's like, do you know anything about Afghanistan? <laughs> the tumors of the Taliban. We can beat it's, the Soviets, but then it's a sticky wicket. Because Taliban. one might argue that actually what we're doing, as opposed to giving you a, a, a drug that cures all disease, we're giving you a drug that causes you a new disease, replaces is, all disease with cancer, <laughs> which is just uncontrollable tumor growth over the two hours. What if all disease became just one disease? Here's the good news. You know how, like, no one knew what your disease was? Now we know what it is. It's tumors. And <laughs> it's it's <cancer>. terminal. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, no, but anyway, but, like, this guy is, like, full on, like, the, like, Silicon Valley, like, like, like fake it till you make it. You get the sense that, like, um, that uh, his partners, colleagues, employees that, like, Sophie and uh, Pac are like actually scientists. We know this because they wear lab coats. And like, he I just, also like, seem to know things about the medicine. Yeah. Right. Where he's like screwing around. He's totally like the like business, the business guy. Yeah. He's um, just like, he's just like going well to press thing. conferences and like smoldering and like dropping right. little pieces. You know, I love when I'm reading the newspaper and it's like, hey, there's a guy you've never met talking about a drug that you don't even really need to know exists. I yeah, love that yeah, piece yeah. of news. Yes. yes. No, no, but but, but it's um, it's uh, this is like such a tales for the crypt thing where, right? They apparently are working on something to cure all disease, and it's three people in what looks like a high school chemistry lab. You know? Oh, what I mean? really? It's, I thought it looked decidedly everything about this episode to me looked very Dick Wolfian. Like everything oh, yeah. sort of had like uh, except for Sophie's bathroom, except for Sophie's terrifying cl- clinical rape bathroom. Yeah. Um, I thought everything had sort of that like mahogany hue to it. Mm-hmm. Like it looked like it looked like it looked like they were in, like a law firm, not a lab to me. It was very no, no, I, yes, I, you're correct. Yes, they're they're, they're like police precinct uh, cancer laboratory. No, but you know what I mean. But it's like that weird thing where they're like, yeah, there's like a businessman and then like two doctors, and uh, they're fixing all disease. It's a thing. I don't know, just like, like it's very much like um, uh, what's his name, like the um, the soap opera episode we saw. Um, or the one, the Jessica episode about the soap operas where the guy is, like, doing science in his basement. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm well, doing medical I mean, research in my basement. Yeah, that quite common. I mean, like, you know. I mean, yeah. they're solving. The, uh, right. Disease. Steve Jobs started in a garage. So I don't know. I don't know <laughs> yeah. why they can't be in an abandoned right. um, law firm. Yes. Doing chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it's like George's, I just wrote, scummy, even for his rapey time. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. Uh, 
And then I wrote, no one thinks this is charming, right? Is he's not supposed like he's supposed to No. I think he's supposed feel to be horrible, scary. of course. I think he's yeah. supposed to be I think what we're supposed to I do not think so first of all, I don't think that we knew I don't think that we have the like fail quickly, which I think is what like fake it you make it used to be. But now mm-hmm. it's just like Silicon Valley. We all make horrible, terrible mistakes, but we're going to do it so fast that it's not even going to matter mm-hmm. is like now what they do. Um, yeah. I don't think that necessarily we had that yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe we did. It, it seems not fully realized here. And I like I like this character as like a commentary about like kind of the manipulation and the. Um, how that like that mindset translated outside of business dealings and maybe even within business dealings is quite corrupt. Like you can yeah, convince yeah, yes, yes. like that is the Elizabeth Holmes story. Right. Like oh, and we're obsessed right now with like con artists and like people, people who are clearly are clearly lying. Like there's no two ways around it. But they kind of seem to believe that they're awesome. And then we have mm-hmm. this like thing where we're like, whoa. Do they know? Do they know? Like, do they have they conned themselves? Like, we love that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. Yes. I don't. I think you could have explored this with George, but I think George is just like a pig. Like, I think he's just kind of like, man, I don't really care. I'm just gonna make some money, and you know what? You know what, Sophie? You know you want my dick, so I'm here, and like, I'm gonna rape you because yeah. And then, and and then the writers have sort of written it in such a way that yeah, you do actually want my dick, so. Yeah, which was really uncomfortable. Really uncomfortable. Again, I, 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 right. I'm not. L- let us not litigate whether. I mean, it it is a rape scene. Yeah. Let Let's not. I, I just feel like that. It, it's it's that crappy '90s veneer, or like just even, or maybe just for the purposes of the show, she can't like go talk to the police about him, so they have to make her decide she's into it at some point. Oh man, wouldn't that be amazing? Because like, <laughs> if if like George runs in, he's like, "This is the guy who murdered me." And they're like, "Oh, really?" Because this woman right here says that you're the man who raped her. You're going to jail forever, mister. Oh, actually, okay, can we say that the intro is actually really good? Yeah. Like, the thing where he's, like, dragging a dead body in and is like, I'm dead, and this is the man who killed me. And they're like, but, sir, you appear to be alive. But, sir, you how know? can that be? This seems like it's the exact opposite. Right, uh, and he's yeah. like, no. No, rest assured, I'm dead. And then you know they're doing medical research, and you're like, oh, what's this going to be? This is going to, they brought him back from the dead. What? But, of course, no payoff. Like, no, absolutely no payoff. <laughs> but, but, um, like, but but I'm just saying, that is such a good way to start. It's it's punchy. It, I like that. I thought that was good. That felt like very, very um, X-Filing. X-Filing. Yeah. X filian to me. Yeah, it's because um, uh, it's because Bobo David Duchovny was. It. <laughs> yeah. Can we? I think that Dylan McDermott is probably more handsome than David Duchovny. Impossible, impossible. David Duchovny. Surely he's been time sexiest man of the year. Time? Does time do a sexiest no, 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 time, man I don't know, of the whatever. year? People Magazine. People Magazine. <laughs> the New York Times sexiest oh man. No, it's funnier if it's Times because Times is just like is like actually probably sleazy enough to actually do something like that, but they they're too self serious, and so they're like only the most important sexiest man of the year. <laughs> yeah, you're totally right. No, I like I I kept kind of thinking about Californication when I was watching this, where it's just kind of like. Um, 
like because he kind of looks like David Duchovny, but also yeah. it's just like this thing where it's kind of like there's this guy and he's just so alpha and, and, and like he's read a bunch of books about warrior mindset. So now he can just sex ladies. I don't know. David, De- that, can we have like a reality much, show? Too much douche energy. Can we have a reality show about David Duchovny and Dylan McDermott opening up like a hookup studio, teaching people <laughs> how to be pickup artists? <laughs> it's Mary, Mary, I'm sure that show existed at some point. It's no longer like 2006. So, oh man, but it would be like the most. It would be so sweet. It would be like such a weird mixture of of nostalgia and also like incredible muckraking is be like David Duchovny noted sex addict should probably not be talking to people about how to convince <laughs> someone to have sex with him but n- knowing knowing how like both these guys are they'd be like here's the go-to move dress pants dress shirt unbuttoned chest hair out <laughs> you're like they're like suck suck your paunch in a little bit <laughs> they're like here's the go-to move that's what the ladies that's the that's the panty dropper Here's the go-to move. Have a very handsome face with weirdly sensual lips and be a very famous actor. <laughs> have have structural hair. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Short sides, but not like an undercut short, like like a Republican man short. <laughs> but then, but then you kind of do almost like a pook, a pook on the front. So it's sort of like, it's sort of like, it's like pook the, in the front it's like the makes ne- him think about, that's right. Your dick. Yeah, the the pook <laughs> the pook down south. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? The downstairs pook. <laughs> They're like, you meet- <laughs> hey, hey, babe, hey, hey, hey. You want to meet my downstairs pook? <laughs> They're like, you know what? It worked for Elvis, and this is like '90s Elvis. It's like yeah. the pompadour for the modern man. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Elvis was just making you think about his pook and how it had a little it had a kink in it. That curl in it. <laughs> I think George Georgie is actually is terrible, but is like sort of a relatively well realized character. I think that's just because in in most of these episodes you're, you're playing with like fifties stereotypes, kind of. So everything a lot of Tales of the Crypts are sort of like two dimensional characters, and he seems sort of fleshed out. It's just that like what he's like he's just terrible. On every level. Yeah, I also feel like we're supposed... I I just... I'm not Do you think we're supposed to... Is this like the beginning? Are we supposed to think that he's like a tormented, complicated man or something? Because I I, I don't feel that way. (laughs) No, I definitely don't feel that way. But I do think it's sort of weird where you have like... I feel like he is kind of... He's. I feel like I know who he's supposed to be. But I'm like, do they know who he's supposed to be? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not yeah. really sure exactly what their telegraph I, I don't I don't feel like I don't feel like the moral here is cut and dried. So this is a story like the bones of the story are jerky dude gets a prank pulled on him. And then he does something worse than the prank and then tattles on himself. Right. That's that's the plot of this. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't really understand that as a narrative device, mm-hmm. given what 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 we know about George. Mm-hmm. What does this what what does that what contrapasso are we looking at there? Yeah, no, no, no. Yes, right. 
He's not, I mean, like, maybe you could be like, well, he's rendered the beta. He's fooled. But, like, that's not great. <laughs> but it's not, like, I think a lot of these stories work well if, okay, so, yeah, like, right, If, like, the punishment crowd. fits the crime, right? Like, right. if he, if he, like, runs out on stage and, like, somehow reveals at a press concert, conf- a concert, a press concert? You know, those well-known things. Yeah. Um, a press conference that, like, the vaccine isn't safe or that he was lying or, like, he ruins... I don't even know how it would work. Like, he would have to, like, ruin he his just, like, bubbles career. Up, if he just, like, bubbles up, like, scanners, like, that would be great. I mean, no, yeah. I don't... I don't know. No, like, these stories work if you have a person who sort of descends into madness and at peak madness reveals just how goddamn crazy they are to the exact people they shouldn't be doing that to and right. then receive their just desserts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, that is the satisfying way to tell this story. So Three's a Crowd does that well. Um, right, right. I would even argue an episode that I didn't particularly love either, but the the episode where um, you have the, like, the snuff painter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where, like, the thing he needs to do to be happy is the thing that will be his undoing, you know? Right, yeah, yeah, right, yes. The only way that he can get the money to save is to do the murder, but the only person he can murder is the doctor. Who ne- yes. Right. I mean, this Ooh, maybe... Oh, how ironic. Right, maybe in this one you could be like, George, you, you boob, no one is as big of a dick as you are. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one would actually do this. The fact that you think someone would do this is an indictment on your horrible personality. Right. But then, but and, and sure. But it's not. But he actually does murder um, his 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 like business pack. Who is probably who is the most moral person in the story, because he at least feels bad about doing a prank. Well, and also um, also we're told by Sophie, like outright. That, like, Pack is a good guy. That she's, like, yeah. doesn't want Pack to know that she's hooking up with George because she doesn't want Pack to think less of her because he's, like, actually a reasonable human. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Pack, maybe she and Pack have a little side thing going. I wouldn't blame her. <laughs> I also yeah. like at the end where Sophie's just sort of like, George. George, no. Well, she's yeah. like, George, you idiot. You murdered? Oh, we yeah. just figured it out, George. Like yeah. it's sort of a their, their prank. Also, like only kind of makes sense. Like I mean, it, it, not saying yeah. it doesn't make sense, but like what what is the arc of the prank? Yeah, when does when does the when does the prank realize to be a prank? Yeah, are, are they gonna call him tomorrow and be like, "Hey, George, I know you're really afraid about being riddled with cancer, but we just like messed with your insulin to make you feel weird." Yeah, we just like we just like gave you like the runs, so you're fine. <laughs> We we gave you we gave you di- the diarrhea serum, so you're totally great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just weird, and the fact that they have to be like George. <laughs> There's like some like weird sort of like shouty, almost like shouty exposition. George, it's time for your daily injection, which we conveniently enough keep in the same mini fridge as we keep the highly experimental drug we're working on. We also store it in a way where the labels are pointing towards presumably what is the back of the refrigerator. Right. So that right. the audience can read it when we have the reverse shot. To... But George has type 1 diabetes, just like Brett Michaels. Oh, that's so sad. Poor George. Maybe that's why Maybe that's why he's all messed up in the head, having the beats. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> 
<laughs> Mary, don't start so sort of. It is not the views of crypt creepers or outrageous mechanisms that people with type one diabetes are pathological <laughs> narcissists. It just so happens that we have Despite two, what my goofball sister is implying. It just so happens that we have just like two like really good examples. One of them is fictional. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, yeah, I mean like or even like the um like the medical prank, the 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 two doctor brothers thing. Yeah. The scared to death one, like that's sort of they sort I, of under they they understand like how pranks work and stuff. Right, right, right. Yes. Yes. You understand where the expiration date on that prank is and like where it went wrong. This right. just sort of went wrong because it was like, oh, no, George, we pulled a prank on you and forgot that you are crazy. Yeah. Yes. I mean, would it be better if there was no prank? Like, does he need to get like eaten alive by his own insecurities such that like he he thinks Pack is plotting against him and then he murders Pack and then he th- then he. Like convinces how would you even do this in the show? And then he convinces himself that Pack was trying to kill him, and then he he probably has to murder Sophie too. But you know what I mean? Could you could do it like that? I guess like sort of a like full on. I think Grand I, Guignol American Psycho kind of blow up the world kind of thing. Maybe or maybe like maybe because he's just like we'll figure it out as we go. Fake it till you make it. I mean, this would be like hyper cartoony, but I almost wonder if it could be a thing where he's like. Nose is great. I'm your first human test subject. We're going to see how it goes. And like, he's like bubbling up with tumors, like just like, yeah, yeah. like weird, gross, like, yeah, sure. like, his, like his, his, his imaginings, his hallucinations in the bar. Right. But he just like refuses to accept and is like, no, we're still going to have a press conference. There's a big unveiling. Um, yeah. And, and mm-hmm. like that, and then he explodes in like a pile of tumor. I don't know. I mean, it's still not. That great. would be awesome. I love your <laughs> very Cronenberg. Yeah. yeah, it's sort of like yeah. Cronenberg the Fly plus uh, plus scanners is like what I just like mushed together. But like I, at least that would have some poetry to it, where it was like you can't fake it till you make it is the moral of that story. Facts are facts. <laughs> like it, it actually feels very it feels very dumb. So like out of Valley, if he's like, here's the thing. You guys are being too slow coming up with the antidote. I'm going to give us give you motivation. We're all being injected with the poison. Now we now it's personal. Let's work on this. <laughs> oh, man, that would be awesome. I would also like that. <laughs> I have I have taken the liberty of setting the building on fire. Now let's get to work. <laughs> this is really awesome. Especially if he just injects himself and he's like, now you have like he's like, now you have incentive. You need to save my life. And they're like, we don't like you. <laughs> George. George, this is incentive to not solve anything, actually. <laughs> it was even just even dumb stuff like, what is the purpose? Remember when uh Sophie shows up and she has that like blood stained uh, old school computer printout and she's like, did you not even look at what he was printing? There was a cure. What what why is the point then that like oh George could have been successful and rich is that like what how how does that that doesn't tie into it really at all does it like who cares yeah I mean like maybe it's like he doesn't have to fake it anymore but like right. that wasn't a part of the prank right or, or is it? it like yeah or is it like or if you looked at what he was printing out you would see that he could cure you of the stuff that he injected you with but he didn't really do that so <laughs> so right no. It's weird. Also, I mean, like, I think the biggest moral of the story is, like, pack. Do not leave cryptic voicemails for your coworker. Yeah. That make it sound like you're a murderer. Mm-hmm. Don't tattle on yourself inadvertently. 
Sophie, do not give your apartment keys to George the Rapist. Yeah, nope. That's that's also bad. Yep. George. Oh, yeah. Jo- fully arrest yourself. George, kill yourself. <laughs> yeah. George, George, you need to immediately report to the police station to be arrested. <laughs> I guess he's the only one who does Turn the yourself thing. in for the <laughs> good of humanity. He's the only one who does what I want him to do. Yeah, that's true. But no, it's too bad. What a waste of the whole I am dead and he killed me. Because it's not that's not the way it works. Like, I think the way it's set up, it's like, oh, this seems so mysterious and cool. That's a cool thing to say. How on earth can this how on earth can the story deliver on such a tantalizingly baffling yeah, right. conceit? Right. And you're like, oh, it doesn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is basically like being like this man injected me with poison. So I beat him to death, which means <laughs> that, that I am actually the aggrieved dead body in this relationship. I have type 1 diabetes, and, yeah. Yeah. I mean, also, like, I mean, gosh, the, now I'm just, like, my brain is just floating into the ether. This is the 90s. We're in the, we're in HIV, AIDS, you know, like, disease and and uh, curing disease. Stuff like that is big, is big in the cultural headspace. You know, you could do something with that. But, uh, no, let's not. Just, let's just, let's just have a white man rape a latina woman and then beat a black man to death with a baseball bat yeah the racial politics of this are not not Uh, well on the one hand you're like hey this is good this is kind of a diverse lab that's Mm -hmm. cool it's not you know Mm -hmm. there's no although uh, i definitely read like um like a review of this from one of my least favorite (laughs) tales from the crypt reviewers and (laughs) It's, it's hilarious that you have that oh man he's the worst and um i assume it's a man it could be a woman. And he kept referring to Sophie as the nurse. And I was like, dude, no, no. It's like that hot Mexican nurse. And you're like, no, what is wrong? Oh, God. That's not how any of this works. What are you talking yeah, yeah, yeah. about? Yeah. What would make I, you um, think that? What see, Truly, what would make you think that? Yeah. I mean, she's a woman and also not white, so or not so, traditionally white. Does she have a wolf? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Like, it's kind of cool that like the brains of the operations are not the like, right? Are and, not and, Dylan and, McDermott. And that it's not, and that it doesn't. Uh, they don't seem to feel the need to like mention it a whole bunch, you know. Right, it's just kind of know. accepted. Yes. Yeah, Although it's just a thing. I they're do just, think they're just people in the in the episode, you know. So Sonia is one of the mm-hmm. more famous women we've seen thus far. Yeah. I'm trying to think of somebody who's like kind of her similar level of fame mm-hmm. in this in Tales of I mean, like, I just don't I I suspect that if she were not a Latina woman mm-hmm. or a Latina that they probably wouldn't have made her be, like, raped and do, like, a topless scene. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. So you think, you think if, they, if they had gotten some sort of um, successful um, uh, white actress, they would... They, I mean, maybe, who knows? Yeah, I mean, I think... I, I, I think... I think I, my only thing... I would just say... I think you overestimate how kind they would be to a white woman. But... <laughs> but possibly but you know what i mean like it, it's just striking to me like we don't we don't get to see like dylan mcdermott's like dick shadow between his legs <laughs> right who wants that who wants to see that <laughs> oh 
I know what you mean. I just mean I did think that you mean um, you mean the dark side of the moon, like a thousand I, I do percent think, of I, heterosexual ladies. Maybe I um maybe I um maybe I'm too used to watching uh, uh being in a different gear where you're watching HBO prestige television. But I kind of thought that it was sort of tasteful that uh, her her breasts were not out for like the entire scene, or there wasn't like a bunch of exploitive nudity like right at right up right up front in that scene. I mean, I'm just shooting off my mouth. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, she might. Uh, like, I, I don't know <laughs> she how insisted. she feels about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm so sure. Um, I'm not sure. I'm. I am I, not I know what you trying mean. to push my prudishness on her. I'm just saying that. Sure. And it's not no, even no, really the mean. nudity. It's more the like humiliation and sort of sure. violence of their sexual encounter that that strikes yeah. me as as sort of like mm, I don't think they yes. would. I don't think they yeah, would do yeah. this unless this woman was speaking sort of like broken English, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's not. I mean, we agree. It's it's very it's it's very bad. It, it's some of the worst sexual assault we've seen in Tales from the Crypt. I would say. But uh, but but also yes. But also, it it is it. We feel that way because it 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 seems fairly realistic. Like it's it it because it 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 is. A, it's portraying an objectionable thing and it's portraying it in a, in a way that right. Like it, that it's, yes. yes, it's not it, it, just to say, this isn't like a leering. It's not like, look how hot this rape scene is. You guys, which would be another reason, a different reason to be mad. Um, but I, I don't like that. She gives in mostly because I want there to be more to have more moral clarity in the, when I watch it, you know, you're like, no, obviously yeah, I mean, it almost makes it. I mean, it definitely lets him off the hook by having her be like, "Oh yeah, maybe I am kind of into this." What yeah. it says is that he's like kind of right. I, I don't think that there's I any mean, way you yeah, can spin I, that. I mean, he's not. Well, we know and, but that. also, but also, he's a horrible. Um, but also, he's like her horrible, manipulative, terrible ex boyfriend. And maybe at some point, she just decides that this is. I mean, pe- pe- this happens all the time in real life. People just decide to kind of go along with it to make it stop. Yeah. So yeah, she gets tired, right? No, yeah. I'm not. I'm not blaming her, but I do think that I do right. think that they yeah. there was a conscious choice there to be like this is supposed to make you uncomfortable. You're supposed to know this isn't right, but we're not gonna like we're not right. gonna force yeah. your hand with it. Right. And she's so she's so mad at me. It was just kind of refreshing. I feel like usually when you see scenes like this in the sort of erotic thriller genre, like the woman is like one over like almost to meet. Like the guy starts doing that like intense like light dirty talk kind of stuff and then the woman is like instantly into it but at this she's like she's like fuck you get out of my apartment and you're like yeah right on <laughs> yeah especially since what the light dirty talk he's doing to her is like you gave me your key so i could rape you while you were asleep because you like, wanted it yeah you're like jeez let's just agree this saw this this episode is basically the film version of um blurred lines you know you want it yeah it kind of is yeah you're right but i mean you know whatever i i i'm not especially interested in like litigating the like well at what point does she is she giving cards who cares yeah who cares? I, he's a rapist um yeah he's He's like, like you could pretend he's complicated, but he's he's really just like the worst kind of the like where my hug at kind of guys. Yeah, and, he's just you know, gross. 
Yeah. He's just gross, and I'm not sad, and I actually wish that they had it. I sort of wish. I sort of wish he died on camera, wouldn't you? Like the police, <laughs> the police should just drop draw their firearms and open fire on him. Some, and the, pol- for some the police reason. are like suddenly are like, oh, you have you're insulin dependent. Here, we'll give you some psych. We just we just uh, you have cancer. We gave you the cancer drug. We just gave you prison cancer. <laughs> and you bought, and you killed the only man who could fix it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that also would have been that also would have been something where she's like, "You idiot! Pack figured out how to fix you." But you killed him before he could write the formula down. That's a very tales from the crypt sort of way to do it too. I mean, at least that has some like stakes to it. Instead, it's just like, "Oh man, you thought you thought you were like gonna die, so you became a horrible murderer, and on top of being a horrible person." And now yeah, yeah. you're going to jail forever. Like, I mean, okay. Yeah. There, it's weird that he's obsessed with baseball, right? He keeps having baseball stuff. Yeah. Is that just like a reason for him to have the bat in his office? You know, Oh, that, probably. There's, there's no other way you could murder someone in a, in a police precinct chemistry lab law firm. <laughs> correct. Correct. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? Like throw an old law brief at him? Yeah. Yeah. Hit him with a gavel. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you like, but there's like needles and chemicals. You could like burn Pac's face with, with medical acid science chemist, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I also like how there's just tons of beakers of just colored liquid just everywhere in that laboratory. <laughs> I mean, everybody knows that that's what science looks like. Yeah. If you don't have a bunch of colored water bubbling away, how can you <laughs> If even the water's science? not bubbling, you know the research is going poorly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, I again. What a, what a waste! They should it should have been zombie juice or something. Pack should have actually killed him somehow and like brought him back from the dead, and then it like 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 they should have been working on the same thing as those weird doctor brothers were, and uh, and and Dylan McDermott somehow became like the test subject or somehow like he got into a fight with Pack and Pack killed him and then Pack brought him back to life and was like surprise, look, it works, it's great. But it like makes you crazy and evil or some 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 crap like that, and then so then he has to murder Pack so that he can keep people from experiencing the same trauma that he did or something. Sure, I mean like mostly I'm imagining it's just like murder <laughs> Doctor Brothers two back in business. <laughs> murder brother, murder doc- <laughs> the brothers, the brothers who just have weird heart attacks at odd moments. <laughs> the, the, Overexcited the, Doctor Brothers, <laughs> the brother doctors who like definitely have like a congenital heart problem, <laughs> like one thousand percent. Like their hearts are like made of glass. Oh, those brothers who can't they can't see any movies with jump scares in them. Take no. their life in their hands. No, they have to live always on the ground floor. No climbing yeah. stairs. Do you have anything else? Um, oh, I thought uh, the crypt keeper also had a dirty pun, so they about being well hung. What's going on? Yeah, with which this? I was just, which I was just like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> you don't like to think about the little uh, crypt, the little leathery uh, limp penis. Um, no, it's just like he's like this, and then this rapist who has an enormous schlongadong. I'm like, no. Wait, wait, does he? Hey. I don't know. I mean, that's what is he's. Dylan, is Dylan McDermott packing heat? Probably. I don't 
Dylan McDermott seems like a fine human being. I, I yeah, I'm sure he's fine. I hope he has the penis that is exactly as big as it's kind of. It it's kind of weird that his 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 vibe though is like '90s lawyer show lawyer. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why I think it feels like a very Dick Wolf in that. I'm like Dylan McDermott. So he's a lawyer, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He can't I mean, be anything else. He, I mean, he's a lawyer in Miracle on 34th Street, right? Or or, yeah. or is he not a lawyer? He just seems like he's a no, lawyer. No, no, no. He's a lawyer. He's a lawyer. Oh, that's right, because he prosecutes the case, where, or he defends the case, where it's like, I will prove that you are legally Santa. Yep, yep. Um, all right, let's rate the sucker. Okay. So, uh, uh, it kind of, this one was boring, and I didn't like it, and also <laughs> maybe it's harmful. So, even though the cast is good, and they deserve success, and uh, not uh, all that kind of stuff, I give this one uh, zero baseball bats out of five. Oh, nice. I also thought this was boring and potentially harmful, and it had a gross taste that I hated. So <laughs> I give it one out of five mini fridges full of miscellaneous vials. Well, next time you will not be bored because we're going to take a leering behind the music look at the next hottest L.A. band. You'll have a backstage pass <laughs> to all the sex bare-ass roommate screaming matches, booze, <laughs> mystical surprise tattoos, drugs, brutal bathtub assaults, groupies, and chest-bursting Chinese-style dragons that are just standard when you rock this hard. Ow! Wait, hold on. Are, are we turning into a Rock of Love recap podcast? I am here for that. Oh, man. I didn't... That would be like... That would be like crying drunk women, weird boobs... Sad big. karaoke se- sessions and Weirder, Big John. Weird. Will moves. Big John go back to graduate school to finish <laughs> his MBA? I hope Big John is okay. Yeah, Big John is like the most decent person. So, I so mean, on I that guess show, in showbiz, he's probably not okay. But yeah. Thank you for listening to Crip Creepers. Next time, the episode will be better. Please check us out on Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Stitcher, or the platform of your choice to subscribe, rate, or leave us a review. You can also find us on our website, outrageousmechanisms.com slash crypt-creepers, or on Instagram, where sometimes we post up kicky little carousels of our references throughout the show. Um, nice. Yeah. So <laughs> Rum Tum Tugger. I'm so happy I got to make that gif for Bordello of yeah. Even if I'm the only human being in the world who will ever use it. Till next time, kitties. You know, Mary, and this is not part of a bit at all. This is just some light conversation I'm having with you. Mm-hmm. I've been working hard on this pun. I came up with seven tasteless cancer jokes. And if I can come up with two more, it's going to be nine. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Smoked! <laughs> That's a golf clap level punner. <laughs> Well done. Well, I, I, I spent I, I spent about as much time on the uh, pun as they did on the episode. Yeah. Outrageous.